0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, Spiel Anime. My name is William, and for today's episode, we're going to be talking about From Up on the Poppy Hill. The release date of this film was on July 17th of 2011, with a runtime of 92 minutes. Directed by Miyazaki's son, who did Tales of Ursula, budget of this film was about $22 million, and box office total around $61.5 US dollars. I want to apologize in advance for again delaying this podcast episode as i got busy with my classes, but I am hoping now to get back on track and try and do these more weekly. So let's talk about the plot of this film as the story is set in 1963 in Yokohama, Japan. A 16-year-old girl named Yumi lives in a house on a hill and every day raises signal ship flags facing the sea as an honor for her father who died during the Korean War. Yumi is a pretty typical schoolgirl, cooks, cleans, and pretty much does stuff around the house. She eventually gets an article written about her by a mysterious person about why she waves her signal flags every day. The person who wrote and printed the article is Shun, who is 17 years old and is a part of the Journalist Club. So pretty much in 1963, the next Olympics was in Tokyo and most of the people were destroying old places and trying to build new places to impress people who come over to Japan. The culture club that is old but full of history is a building that's about to be destroyed and replaced next to the school. All the students in the clubs that use the clubhouse are protesting against the building being destroyed. Yoon and Shumi officially met when Yumi's younger sister wanted Shun's autograph because of his brave protest stunt to save the clubhouse. The two eventually become friends and Yumi helps him with the school paper. Yumi and Shun start to get a little bit closer and get along with each other and also with the other club members in the clubhouse. She eventually gets the nickname Goddess of Good Luck. Yumi believes that they could save the clubhouse by cleaning and repairing it as it is very dirty and old. Before they decide on the date of cleaning and repairing, Yumi invites Shun to a house party and she shows Shun a photo of her father. As Shun's eyes stare at the photo, Shun believes that they could be brother and sister but does not tell Yumi. Shun ignores Yumi and they slowly grow apart from each other. And he starts to lose his crush on Yumi. Shun eventually tells Yumi a day later, saying that the grouping brother and sister, saying Shun has the exact same photo that Yumi had shown her at the party with the three guys, and one of them can be both of their fathers, but it's very uncertain. Shun knows that he has foster parents, but doesn't know who his real dad is. The clubhouse. Finally, gets repaired and fixed by all the club members and a few of the girls who helped out. Once they're done with cleaning the clubhouse, they get told that the school already agreed to tear it down. Being upset, Yumi, Shun, and another club member the next day decides to go to Tokyo to talk to the board president member to reconsider the demolition of the clubhouse. They travel to Tokyo and a board member decides to go to the school tomorrow to look at a clubhouse if he truly wants to go through with the demolition deal or not. They travel back home. Shun and Yumi are alone together when they travel back and they tell each other that they love each other even though they could be siblings. But they eventually want to remain friends until they actually know if they are brother and sister. That night, Yumi's mom comes back home as she was in America for school. Yumi asks her mom if she knows anything about Soon, and if they could be brother and sister. Yumi's mom explains the true story that Soon was saved from a ship that sank during the Korean War that her father saved Soon when he was a baby. The next day, the board president visits the clubhouse and sees all the members in the new clean and repaired clubhouse. He is happy and enjoyed seeing all the students and the supporters to save the clubhouse. The board president decides to cancel the demolition of the clubhouse. After the board president decides of canceling the demolition, Shun and Yumi are summoned to the harbor by a man, the third person in the photo, that could clarify if they are brother and sister. When they reach to the harbor and to the ship, the man confirms that Yumi and Shun are not related by blood stating that they they both had different fathers and they were best friends. Shun gets the full story as Yumi didn't tell Shun the story yet because of the board president seeing the clubhouse. Shun was a baby when his father's ship sunk and died in the Korean War. It is Yumi's father who saved his life and brought him to his foster parents because the foster parents' actual child has died. Both Yumi and Shun are happy about the full story of the fathers and the war and how good friends they were. Yumi and Shun Eye contact one another, hinting that they could be closer than friends again and maybe can even date in the future as before they confessed their love from Tokyo traveling back home. And that is pretty much the plot of the film. So, welcome back from the break. So, the plot was pretty basic. It wasn't a whole lot, it was very simple. Just these two characters, nothing else. Pretty normal life. Nothing really fantasy about this. But the two characters I do want to talk about is Yumi and Shun. Yumi is 16 years old, raises the flags every day and takes them down at night for her father who died in the Korean War. Her father taught her about raising the flags and the language of the flags. She cooks and takes care of her family. She lives in a renovated house that was a small clinic, wears mostly Japanese school clothes for school, and then besides school, she has a casual wear of a light pink top Her hair is kind of like a bob cut with sweat bangs and two short twin pigtails. Shun is 17 years old, dark brown hair with black eyes. He is a part of the Journalist Club, shows signals of liking Yumi, and he is a major leader of saving the clubhouse and getting the president to cancel the demolition. Those are the two main characters of this film. Also, we have a little bit of Easter Egg. A moment a ship named Koganai Line drives past Shun's father's ship. This is kind of midway through the film. Kodalai Line is a ship in the film Panyo that Soki's father sails. When Yumi and Shun are summoned to the man who knows of both their fathers, there is a cabinet named Ghibli written on it. This is near the end of the film. And then another thing is the Coke in 1963 didn't have the bottom swoosh until 1969 when it was a part of Coca-Cola. Then an interesting fact of the old printing press, because I'm thinking, I'm a graphic designer, so it was pretty cool looking how he used the roller ink on blank pieces of paper with stencils to print out his news articles in the journalist Club. Pretty much my opinion of this film is... It was pretty much enjoyable, but very simple. It's not very dramatic. A little bit of romance, but it's like very bland. You know, so just simple. Again, kind of simple, but complex in a way. The story was good, though. I don't know. I wish there was something more to it. Maybe more like um, Shun and Yumi in it. Like more about their day-to-day lives and stuff like that. Maybe more about confessing, maybe a little bit more about the ending, like them confessing again at the end. But it kind of ends with them kind of just making eye contact and kind of being lovey-dovey, but not really confessing again. Again, this was Miyazaki's son who did this film as his first film was Tales of Ursula, which was the biggest flop in the Ghibli series. As they only made like a few hundred thousand dollars and The production of that film was in the millions So it was one of the biggest flops Plain It's a very plain film And it could have use This something more It needed something more And it just didn't have it But the characters are pretty interesting though So I have a few of the anime news that we have just um, want to. My concern with the coronavirus is everyone hopefully is safe. Make sure to wash your hands. Wear protective gear. If you do have the coronavirus, please do not go out and travel, as Japan and Korea are at level threes. If I still remember correctly, as yes. I was going to go to Korea in May. And then the level concern was level 3, and my trip had to be cancelled. So now I'm going to Germany instead of Korea, which is so nice because I am German, but I would love to visit Korea, uh, the technology, and... most of this coronavirus is affecting a few anime studios. Like, we have ReZero, who was supposed to be for spring, is now getting pushed to summer. So ReZero got... delayed until the summer, We also have Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in Dungeon Season 3 is going to be in the summer. We have Fire Force and the Irregular Magical High School also going to be in the summer of 2020. So some interesting anime shows to watch this summer. As the next episode we're going to be talking about is The Wind Rises, which will be the last Ghibli film I'll be talking about on this podcast. As I believe I'm going to go into more anime films, individual anime films, like Dragon Quest and No Game No Life Zero on Netflix would probably be the first two, because I just recently watched those, and I was very interested by both of them. And after that, maybe talking about some anime, classic anime shows to watch, probably like Sword Online and Death Note maybe. So that is pretty much it, and make sure to tune in to the next episode.